Praise the Lord. Welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, June 20, 2021. For those of you who watch us live, please note that next Sunday, we shall be coming to you one hour earlier. That means instead of 1600 GMT, we'll be in your local area at 1500 GMT. So tune in one hour before. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We give you the praise, the honor and glory because you are God. In all things, Lord, everything will work according to your purpose. Lord, you continue to see us through. We work on the Holy Spirit as we plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon this environment. Whatever this broadcast is heard, O oh Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you meet all at their points of need. Draw as many, O oh Lord, to you. Even those who have not known your name, may they know your name through the hearing of your word. Thank you, our Father and our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Free subscription to YouTube. We encourage you, especially those of you who really want to know the Bible. Now we have over 100 teaching videos in high definition on YouTube. We encourage you to subscribe. It is free. Our instrumental today is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. As usual, we acknowledge and pray for God's blessings. We continue with our series, Contending for the Gospel of Christ series. The series outlined last Sunday, we did number one. Why believers must contend for the Gospel of Christ. We give reasons why. Today, the topic is cornerstone of our salvation, the all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice. Next Sunday, very interesting also, the church is a theocracy. That will be next Sunday's broadcast. Today's topic, cornerstone of our salvation, the all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice, meaning the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross is once and for all, and it is sufficient. It does not need any addition. The outline. Cornerstone of our salvation. The all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice. Two. Justification is by faith. Three. Works negate justification by faith. Four. We are going to exhort you to contend for the gospel of Christ. God is looking for those who believe his word. Study his word. Act on his word and live according to his word. Those are his true disciples. Item 1. Cornerstone of our salvation. The all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice. For the past 2,000 years, Satan and his demons, principalities and powers, have done everything. Lies, deception, whatever it takes to keep believers from apprehending the true meaning of their salvation. That means to keep believers from knowing what truly they have. They have invented doctrines to make believers think that they must add works and law for their salvation to be complete. And false pastors and Jews have been promoting the same falsehood 
that Christ's sacrifice isn't sufficient to inherit eternal life. In other words, they ask their followers to make additional sacrifices to keep their salvation and to inherit eternal life. First scripture, please. Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verses 8 to 10. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Praise the Lord. What does the scripture we have just read say? I will bring out four points from it. God saved us by His grace when we believed. That means when we accepted the finished works at the cross. It's by God's grace, which is unmerited divine favor. Number two, we can't take credit for our salvation. It's a gift of God. Three, salvation is not a reward because we are doing good things before God called us. So none of us can boast about it that we merited that salvation. Maybe we're good, so God had to announce it. It's a lie. That's not true. Number four, we are God's masterpiece. That means God has created us, carved us in Christ Jesus. He has made us a new in Christ. We're a brand new creation. And why? So that we cannot begin to do the things God has planned for each and every one of us. God has a plan for everyone. The plan for you is maybe different from mine, different from another person, but all to glorify God here on earth. Any teaching that calls into question the all-sufficiency of our salvation, that means the Christ's sacrifice on the cross, when it contradicts it, subtracts or adds as per Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 we have just read is another gospel is that a human construct or doctrines of demon justification is by faith that means we are justified not by works not by keeping the law but by faith in Christ faith in God the scripture please Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 to 15. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him you are also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Verse 13. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. 14. 
having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Praise the Lord. Please, after the broadcast, I want you to go back to these verses of scripture and meditate on them. Because there you are going to see that at the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ took your sins and my sins on his body. And he wiped out all the handwriting requirements. That means whatever I've done before, it doesn't matter. Whether I've killed 100 people, it's all taken out. He took all those sins on his body, destroyed it, and removed any requirements for me to do anything else about it. So whoever repents and believes that Christ died for his or her sins is made clean or justified. That means you cannot approach the throne of God pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. And when God sees the blood, he sees his son. Praise the Lord. From that moment, Father God forgives the sinner and makes her alive together with Christ. So we are saved by faith in God. And trusting God who said if we accept his son as Lord and Savior, we become his children. So we do not want to be saved. We do not want to be justified. That we are free. That we are clean. That we are pure in the eyes of God. We are not saved because we are more righteous than other unbelievers. We are saved. By the grace of God. And our present walk on earth. If we came to him on the, at the cross. We must continue that walk on earth by faith in God. The problem is after our faith in God. Or on the cross. We begin to walk by our own mind. That's when we run into trouble. Problem. We cannot add anything to our salvation. Because God has already done it in Christ. And he has mapped out a path for each child of God. That means I have a path he mapped out for me. You the listener, you have a path he has mapped out for you. And we must follow that path by faith. By trusting God. That's what faith means. Faith means trusting God. Forget what they tell you in church. So long as we're on the path that God has ordained for us. If I'm on that path he has ordained for me. My journey to eternal life will be smooth. Because even if I pass through the valley of shadow of death, he's with me. That goes for you. You will not do a wilderness journey. Which is what happens when many of us begin to add or subtract something with our work with God. When we begin to take out our eyes from the Lord and begin to walk by our own might, by arm of the flesh, we begin to suffer. And then we will inherit eternal life by faith in God. Meaning believing in God that his promises that we inherit eternal life is ours. The day we begin to depend on ourselves and not on God is the day we fall from grace. And that's the day we begin to run into problems. And if you have faith in God, always know that his grace is sufficient. 
that God is in charge of your life and he will take care of you no matter the circumstances. You must have that faith. Praise God. Three. Works slash law negate justification by faith. Scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 to 14. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which you offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Praise the Lord. Very important scripture. Sacrifices and offering of God has no interest. The Lord exemplified that. And in verse 9, he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. That's what God wants you and I to do. Not our sacrifices. Not those things they tell you in your churches. Bring, 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 bring. For the benefit of the church leaders. No. Do the will of God. That's what God wants you to do. And when you are doing His will, He will direct your paths. Christ's sacrifice is all sufficient. That means it is completely completed. Everything necessary for for justification, for your salvation. It stands alone. It does not require anything from you. Whether to begin to sacrifice here, whether it is to you to pay this one, well, no. No. Believing in one's good works, you know, the more if I can give him money to my church, God will honor me. It's a lie. Or that keeping the law is necessary. No. Christ is the end of the law. All you have to do is do the will of God. If you are doing the will of God, you keep the law because God will not ask you to do anything contrary to His will, contrary to the law. But not the law as you begin to read it. Yes, I've done this one, I've done this. Therefore, yes, God should. No, if you do that, you are in error. Because it's the Christ in you that is not working if you have yielded yourself. So you cannot be in sin, you cannot be in error. Believing in one's good works or that keeping the law is necessary for salvation or to use it to aid you as you walk daily negates the all-sufficiency or the completeness of Christ's sacrifice. Very important. Because the moment you begin to negate, the moment you begin to do that, you are saying, God, I know what you have done, but it's not enough. 
I want to do my own. My pastor told me to add this. And you begin to add it. Then you, the Holy Spirit can no longer be with you. None of our good works can save us from eternal death. If we like, let us burn our body. Let us give away all it is not going to bring us to eternal life. In fact, thinking that we can aid in our salvation or to help in one form or the other smacks of unbelief. Such thinking casts doubt on the justification by grace. Freely you have received. Free grace of God. Our justification is given freely to us. So why do you think you can do anything? To add to it. To recap, let me, let me summarize. Because this is a very important thing. I need you to go home on your closets and meditate on these things. Believers have been justified freely by God's grace to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Christ's blood cleansed all who believe or cleanses anyone who believes. God has forgiven all our previous sins, even if they feel a notion. We must not look back, but forward. Sometimes, the enemy will tempt us to doubt that if God had truly forgiven us our, our most senior sin, that is to say, how are you sure he has forgiven you that sin that you did 20 years ago? 50 years ago, he's trying to make you uncomfortable. And you need to think how what you can do. To, no, you can't do anything. Just allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life. You must ignore such condemnation. You must. And press on for the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. Don't listen to the voice of the devil. We come to number four. Exhortation to contend for the gospel of Christ. Today I'm going to speak to the few who have believed. Because last Sunday we separated them. Those who have been watching this broadcast faithfully, you know yourselves. Today I'm exhorting to contend for the gospel of Christ. It's not enough to be a participant. You must now become actively involved in contending for the gospel. That means in asserting the veracity or the truthfulness of the gospel. In calling out false doctrines. That is not that way. Because in teaching, you have to teach and say this is what is true. This is not what is true. Or this is false. Though the Bible commands every believer to assert and is content. Or maintain what the gospel of Christ says at all times. Very few do. For a believer to assert that the gospel of Christ's doctrines are true, he or she must know what true doctrines are. I mean, you have to know what is true. If you don't know what is true, how can you assert what you don't know? We assert what we know. We don't assert what we don't know. So it's important for you to know in order to assert. Praise the Lord. How to separate the truth from the lies is not a challenge. For whoever dedicates himself or herself to studying the Bible. That means, if you really want to know the truth, my dear brothers and sisters, the Bible is the place. That's it. Whatever is not there, cancel. But you do that through a dedicated study 
Only when you do that can a believer know which doctrines are from human minds and which are from demons and which are truly the word of God. Only by you studying it alone in your closet with God and the Holy Spirit guiding you. Not anybody else helping you. Only through dedicated study of the scriptures can you, the believer, know that you cannot make God do your bidding. That your prayers that do not conform to the will of God for your life will not be answered. So you will stop demanding and commanding God to do this for you or that. Only through dedicated study of the scriptures, that is study of the Bible, can a believer know false pastors and false Jews and true ministers of the gospel. You will know them by their fruits. God will open your eyes to see it because you are studying his word. Only through dedicated study of the Bible can you, the believer, know that you must never believe anyone who claims to have power to work miracles, signs and wonders. You know, so many times advertise, come, there be miracles here, signs and wonders, healings. Please, no human being has the power to work miracles. Any human being that works miracles with his power has the powers of the devil and the sort of God. Only God works miracles when he chooses and is never advertised. No, why would he have? Did the Lord just advertise? Instead, he didn't throw those after he said, Keep quiet, go home and do ABCD. But in your churches, super advertise there'll be healings today. There'll be please, how do you know there'll be healings? Okay, if the pastor has that power, then I say it's from the occult. He's like a child of God. But if you people should just say, come and pray. And we'll trust God and pray. And God, in his mercy, we can pray the church. But don't advertise it. Because you don't know when God will appear, when he will not appear. When he wants to do something or not. It's not for you to tell people, come. As if you are sure it must happen. Only through dedicated study of the Bible. Can you the believer know that doctrines like worldly prosperity, <laughs> payment of tithes, and commanded offerings are unbiblical? Yes. What should a pastor command offerings? We are going to do this. Who is he to tell you what you are going to give? How dare he? It's the Spirit of God that will tell you whether you should give or not. Because all you have belongs to God. As I've said in many fora, whoever gives 10%, and says, I'm fighting. He's stealing from God. Because God owes everything 100%. He owes you. He owes me, my life. If I'm truly a child of God. So, it's not for me to give him 10%. What happened to the 90%? You have to wait for God to guide your giving. So when you say, no, I have to do this, it's a lie. If you are paying tithes, you are rejecting the all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice. Sometime ago, one top Jew somewhere told you people that if you don't pay tight, you'll go to hell. That is works. That is falsehood. And people are still in those churches. Only to dedicated study of the scriptures can you, the believer, avoid attending services in such buildings called churches where there's entertainment all the time. Hi, dancing. I have nothing wrong in dancing. But please dance when it is glorifying God. Some even bring in worldly musicians 
to come and entertain because they want to bring more people into their church. You know when is an anointed choir singing? Of course, yes, why not? Only through dedicated study of the scriptures. That means you have dedicated yourself to studying the scriptures. Can you the believer know that purgatory as some apostate churches preach is unbiblical? <laughs> Those who believe in purgatory, when you end there, in hell. Take it from me. If you ever believe in the doctrine of purgatory, the day you die, you are going to hell. Only through dedicated study of the scripture can a believer know that all believers are equal. There's no such thing as clergy or laity. What we call reverend. Tell them to drop the title. Nobody's reverend. Only God is reverend. I'm equal to everybody. You're equal to everybody. So when people come, I'm Jew, I'm this, and you bow to them. I'm saying, run from such churches. Only when you study the scripture, you know that they are false. If they are true, they'll be humble enough to say, my brother, my sister. No clergy, no laity. No division in the body of Christ. Only through dedicated study of the Bible. Can you, the believer, know that these buildings people call churches are no churches? As you contend for the gospel of Christ, as I'm inviting you to contend, you hearing my voice. It is important to keep the following in mind. I want to know this, please, because there are challenges ahead. The mindset in the world, in the world, when you pay for something, you value it. That's why your pastors and Jews ask you to pay. So when you go and sell land and go and give them as title offerings, whatever that means, you feel you have done it. So the prayer will not be very effective. That's a world mindset. If you go to the store and buy something very expensive, that means that it has more value than that, which may be cheaper, but not. If I can be free, nobody wants to take free things. No, they don't value it. I know from my experience in this ministry. I want you to know that the worldly mindset is in the church. In fact, the church has now taken it to another level. You have what you hear, Millionaire's Club in churches. In some African countries, I hear it's not Billionaire's Club. Believers don't take anything serious that they have not paid for. I want you to know that as a contempt for the faith. Because most believers don't want to know the truth. They have been brainwashed by their leaders. Some have been hypnotized. They are happy when asked to pay in order to obtain blessings from God. They are so happy. So those are people we are going to confront and they will challenge you. Because most believers have eaten the food that perishes for too long. You see, even if someone has been eating something that for the past 20, 30 years, how are you going to convince that person? That the health, wealth, and worry prosperity messages are not biblical. How are you going to convince them? They're not going to give it up easily when you tell them that God's grace is not for sale. But you can. First, by studying the scriptures and through prayers and intercession for others. Those who preach health and wealth gospel are well funded by their followers. Who believe that the more they give, the more God will bless them. So they are rich. They can take out advertisements, billboards, build larger buildings to accommodate more and more people. Have the worldly musicians come in and entertain the choir, entertain sorry the audience. 
If you choose, as I'm exhorting you today, I'm calling you to please come and begin to contend. You'll be hated by those you used to have fellowship with. That's where it starts, in your own church, so-called church. You may no longer be welcome in that building you call church, that you attend now. But you'll be doing the will of your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. Hey, did you hear what I said? You'll be doing the will of your Father in heaven. And your Father in heaven will take care of you. Nothing shall by any means touch or hurt you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I exhort you today to take up the challenge. Don't be afraid. I exhort you today to take up the challenge. To begin to assert the truthfulness of God's word. And begin to use it to destroy the falsehood being promoted by many of your pastors and general overseers. You must be ready to pay the price, my dear brothers and sisters. But I tell you, the price is not high at all. What is that price? Spend time to study the word of God. We in this ministry stand ready to assist you by directing to resources that will help answer all your questions. The ones we can't answer will direct you where you get the information. On our website, you have so much information. We can guide you through biblical, your biblical studies at no cost to you. Except spend the time. You have to spend the time studying the Bible on your own. Because when the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, you will know and nothing will ever be compared to the joy you have in your heart. We're going to read certain scriptures now. Let's scripture, please. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. All scripture is given by what? The inspiration of God. The Bible is a spirit-inspired document. Therefore, it must also be what? Interpreted with the aid of the Holy Spirit. Not with human mind. It's there for you to show you what are the right doctrines. To correct you and use it to correct others. It instructs you on the way of righteousness, which is the will of doing the will of God. Because the more you study the Bible, the more you know that only by doing the will of God can you inherit eternal life. That's the only way you can be complete. Whether you're a man or woman of God. Because say all believers are men and women of God. Don't ever call anybody man of God, woman of God. Unless you are, unless you are non-believer. Let's scripture please. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Praise the Lord. Look at that. Work hard. So that God will approve of you. Can you imagine when God approves of you? Tell me. But you always work hard by doing what? Studying the scriptures. You say, be a good worker. That's the only way you can contend for the gospel. You cannot contend for the gospel when you're ignorant. Because we don't know what to contend and what, what, to, what is right and what is wrong. Before you know it, you begin to espouse what is wrong. So you need to be a good worker. Who will correctly explain the doctrines. 
the scripture, please. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Praise the Lord. This is God talking to Joshua, who had been with Moses for more than 40 years. And he's still telling him, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Because he knows that that's the only way Joshua will not go wrong. Meditate on it day and night. That means as you study the scriptures, you must continue to meditate on it. It is your spiritual food. You need it for growth. That's the only way you can be prosperous. And I mean spiritual prosperity. I don't mean the foolishness people talk about. Because those things are, are blemished. They are going to dis be dis dissipate. But when God can use you, he will prosper you any way he sees fit. He will give you if you need such resources on earth. But that's not the primary thing. The primary thing is to believe him. So that you'll be able to minister to others. And draw others. First of all, to save yourself. When I mean you're already saved, so that you don't go out of the path he has created for you. By remaining in that path, you're able to help others also to remain in their own path. And then God is happy with you. And he says, my son, my daughter. Praise the Lord. We're going to sing a song. Glory to his name. Down at the cross where my Savior died. And I'm inviting you all to come with me today. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Glory to the God's name. Glory to his name. Because there at the cross to my heart was the blood applied that cleansed me. Glory to his name. I'm so wondrously saved from sin, you also. Jesus so sweetly abides within you and me. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to God's name. And you should join me to say glory to his name. Glory to God's name, glory to his name. Because at the cross, dear to my heart was the blood applied. So I must continue to glorify his name, and you must too. Oh, precious fountain that says from sin, the blood of Jesus. I'm so glad I've entered in into God's presence. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. There he saves you and keeps you clean. So we must glorify his name. Glory to God's name, glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to God's name. I'm inviting all unbelievers today to come to this fountain so rich and sweet, Jesus at the cross. Cast your poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunging today and be made complete. 
so they can join us to glorify his name glory to you my father my god glory to you the lord jesus christ glory to you holy spirit because there the cross was a blood applied glory to your name my father and my god Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We give you all the praise, all the honor and adoration. You are God. Father, as many as we believe and come to the cross, may the blood of Jesus Christ be applied and as they come, Lord Jehovah, may you transform them and make them pure and irreproachable in your sight. Lord, I thank you for everything. And I pray for my brothers and sisters who will stand today to contend for the gospel of Christ. May they begin to contend for that gospel, O oh God. And as they do, Lord, and go into their closets to study your word, may your comfort shine upon them. May your comfort shine upon them. May your comfort shine upon them. And may your blessings, Lord, overflow in their homes. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The enemy comes, Lord, rebuke the devourer for their sakes. Raise a standard against the enemy, Lord, so that nothing shall by enemy's heart to touch them. So that they can go forth and draw others into the fold to continue to assert the true doctrines, the true gospel. That no man or woman should preach anything that detracts from the all-sufficiency of the sacrifice your son made on the cross for humanity's sins. Thank you, my Father, my God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Recall what I said next Sunday will be one hour earlier than usual. Join us then, just for next Sunday. Whenever you receive this broadcast, we'll be coming one hour earlier. Blessings, glory, and honor belong to you. May God's love and blessings follow you this week. In Jesus' name.